neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Hey guys, welcome in the neutral corner with RJ Summerlin. Well, tonight I am sitting here. It is 2.47 a.m. I'm sitting out on my porch. I'm reflecting on the night that has passed. And Island Fight 79 was a success. Uh, <clears throat> there were quite a few fights on the card. And in all honesty... It really um, exceeded expectations in the sense of uh, everybody came out and a majority of the people, you know, a majority of the fight fighters, they came to scrap. You know, they 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 came to fight and, and it's it's always fun to be there when when everybody comes to fight because <clears throat> that doesn't always happen. You know, a lot of times guys will play it really safe you know and that's there's nothing wrong with that per se but you know tonight tonight these guys gave it their all and you know right off the rip jose from team remedy he got the victory in a uh decision and then your boy carlos acosta my boy uh man he went out there and he gave it his all Carlos was 0-2 coming into this fight with two, you know, arguably <clears throat> uh, early stoppages. And there was a lot riding on this fight. You know, if he was to lose this fight, especially if he was to lose it by stoppage again, I really was going to have to sit him down and be like, listen, bro, you know, maybe, maybe, we, maybe we need to do something else. Because I see... I wanted to give him more of a chance because I see something in him. You know what I mean? When I'm in the gym and he's 39 years old. So do I see a world champion? No, <laughs> but do I see someone that has skill? Yes. You know, but like anything, fighting is something you have to learn. You, you have to, of course you have to learn the techniques and you have to learn the kickboxing and you have to learn the jujitsu and you have to learn the wrestling, but you also have to learn how to combine all of that and apply it. And then you have to learn, that's how you, that's why you start sparring, but then you have to learn how to do all of that and then put your mind and body in the most stressful situation. When you, I don't, so here's the thing. Back in the day when the UFC was underground and before it hit the mainstream, people used to be terrified of you if you told them you fought in a cage. What do you, so, oh, you're an athlete? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I cage fight. What? And now I feel like it's so mainstream that people are like, oh, you cage fight? That's cool. And they're, they're, it's like you're playing basketball because it's everywhere now. UFC is one of the biggest sports in the world. And it's everywhere. It's it's a multilingual, you know, every culture, multicultural, every culture understands fighting. Every culture understands combat. It is in our human DNA. 
and it is the biggest thing ever. So everybody, and now it's getting more mainstream and everybody has a different feeling about it. Used to be terrifying to think about going and fighting and being around people who fight and stuff like that. Used to think that someone who would get in a cage and fight someone in their underwear was a murderer. They were a serial killer. And now you're like, oh yeah, man, you know, that's really cool. Like, and then they'll talk to you like they're asking you what, you know, what's your field goal percentage? So like, <clears throat> that being said, I feel like people are so quick to judge so harshly on things. And um, Carlos went in there tonight and was it the prettiest victory? No. But it was a victory with deeper roots than anybody could understand. One, he's 0-2. He's coming in off of two first-round TKOs. A lot of people telling him not to do it. He doesn't need to fight anymore. Blah, blah, blah. He's too old. Okay. Two, he's never been past the first round. He's never been in a long sanctioned fight. I mean, he's been in plenty of fights, but a long sanctioned fight. And, uh, he really, that's what I'm more impressed with. The, the victory is great. I'm happy for him that he won. And do I think he won, even from an unbiased standpoint, if I would have been watching that fight and I didn't know either guy, I still would have picked Carlos to win. Simply because the output was not great from either fighter. So Carlos wasn't throwing 40 punches around, but neither was the other guy. The other guy may have thrown a few more punches. Carlos defended very well. Not a whole lot of them landed. The few that did land, Carlos took them pretty decent, except for maybe one, and I believe that was in the third round. But see, Carlos landed a takedown in the first round, was close to submitting him twice in the first round. The guy fought out of it. The guy got, then it was a grappling match from there. The guy was kind of on top of Carlos there for the back half of the round. But really, he wasn't doing anything damaging. He wasn't really trying to finish him and anything like that. Um, second round comes out. So, so I kind of give that round to Carlos. I mean, I know it sounds um, like a little biased, but... You know, truth be told, the uh, punches Carlos landed were a lot harder and heavier, too. Uh, second round came out, and Carlos hurt him bad. Like, hurt this guy bad with an overhand right. Uh, beautiful. I was calling for it all night, and he landed it. And every time he landed it, this kid would stiffen up. And uh, there was actually one point where his back was turned, and he could have finished him, but... At the end of the day, he's learning the fight. He's showing improvement. <clears throat> and more impressive than all of this was he was very tired. So he had to push through being completely exhausted. How many people stop running? They're like, oh, I'm jogging. All right, I'm tired. I'm, I'm just going to walk the rest of the way. And this dude fought. And then on top of that, he broke his arm. Not, oh, I think he hurt it. he broke his arm, meaning it's hurt, meaning I mean the man's bones are broken in his arm in the first round. He tells me this between rounds. 
Not that it's broken, but that he hurt it. I gave him the option to get out. I said, you tell me, man to man, you want to quit, and I will stop this fight. I gave him the option. He went out there on his on his shield. He went out on his shield, and he got the victory, a split decision victory. Very close fight. And couldn't be more proud. I'm so proud of you, Carlos. 100%. Then, uh, very next fight, <clears throat> uh, John Gunther goes out there, gets the game opponent, and gets another first-round arm triangle victory. And at first, it was looking a little saucy for for John. Um, the guy threw a couple punches that connected, and then he did a hip toss on John, got on top, but then immediately lost position, and John got on top, and that's all she wrote. When John gets on top of you, it's just, it's it's over. It's brutal. It's over. So that, you know, that was awesome to watch. Remedy up 2-0. Uh, and then uh, our boy Tig fought. And, uh, you know, he got a head kick knockout. So that was epic. He's been uh, he's been putting in a lot of work. You know, I think he's 3-0 and now. He put, in, he put in a lot of work. He had a couple opponent changes this week. So... You know, he stayed focused, he stayed he stayed ready, and uh, he went out there and he put on a show. That's what that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see a show, you know? They don't want to see boring-ass shit. If you want to be a grappler, that's fine. You can be a grappler, put on a show. Go for submissions. Put yourself at risk. All the, all the, all the money that's made in the world... To make money, you have to put in risk. And you think that these billionaires are doing everything legally, then you have got another thing coming. I say that because you got to take risk. They're risking freedom. They're risking other things just so they can have what they want. You have to take risks. Um, <clears throat> well... Cam Bennett didn't get the victory tonight, but he also proved a lot, too. He went three rounds with a a, a very technical fighter. Um, this was lightweight championship. Uh, Cam came out strong. Looked like he might have hit a lull there. We might have tired a little bit in the middle rounds. But the guy that he was fighting was super strong, super game, ready for takedowns. Good framing, good takedown defense. Cam was good coming forward, landing kicks. Uh, landing punches on the inside. Had a good, nasty little brawl, which is very important for you to have, especially at the amateur level. Like, at the amateur level, you need these brawls. Like, these are important. They give you the ability to know that, like, oh, I got it. I can do this. You know, and they give you the ability to, the confidence to know that your chin can take it, you can take it, you can push it. They can, they can't take it type thing. And so... Um, it's good for him to do that, and uh, I think he'll come back stronger and better, of course. Um, overall, great night of fights. Uh, Reeves won as well. He took his guy down right away and choked him out. Uh, knew that was going to happen. <laughs> A, he won his debut, 85, so that was great. And uh, Team Remedy, you know, so I think that's one, two, three, four, and one. 
So that's awesome for them. And uh, Carlos, Team PBA, we went 1-0, and baby. Uh, very happy for all these guys. I'm, I'm <clears throat> even Cam, I'm, I'm happy for you. It takes a warrior to get in there. That's where people, you know, shying away from now. They just don't, it's just not as, they're desensitized. They're desensitized to the fact that we're getting in there and we're putting on a symphony of violence for their entertainment and putting our bodies on the line. And now it's just, to them, it's no different than going jogging, you know? So one thing I wanted to touch on uh, a little bit was the Wonder Boy situation. You know, Wonder Boy was supposed to fight uh, Michael Pereira. And Pereira came in three pounds overweight. And Wonder Boy turned the fight down. And, uh, you know, he did the interviews and stuff where he's like, yeah, I, I trust Dana and uh, the UFC to do what's right and to pay me. I deserve it. You know, I made the weight. He didn't, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the reality is they didn't pay him. Dana White's like, look, bro, you're not, no. We're not paying you to not fight. That's stupid. Dana claims they offered him another fight um, that he turned down two weeks later. Uh, this is one of those gray areas, right? Because it just depends on what the contract says. <clears throat> and... You didn't show up to the fight. You showed up to the weigh-ins. You made the weight. You did all the stuff you were supposed to do. And most of the time, from my knowledge and uh, from what I've read and the numbers released, etc., to my knowledge, anytime the commission has stepped in and been like, yeah, this guy's not fighting because of this weight difference or whatever the case may be, they usually give the other guy the show money because he had nothing to do with that. It wasn't his call. He didn't have a choice in the matter. The commission, a third party, an outside body, came in and said, nah, this ain't happening. Well, that's the difference, right? Is the man was three pounds over. Three pounds is not a lot, guys. Now, I understand this. They're cutting weight. The last five pounds are the hardest to cut. Okay, so that three pounds he could have gotten to and and just quit. It was just like, eh, well, I'll let the guy take 20% of my purse, whatever. Because that's the feat. 20% of your opponent's purse if they miss weight. I mean, it's, th it's three pounds. I have fought on multiple occasions guys that weigh significantly heavier than me. 10 plus, 20 plus, 30 plus pounds. I get the principle of the fact, for sure. The principle of, we both signed an agreement. We both gave our word and our honor as men to make this weight and be there. And I get Wonder Boy's um, point. But at the same time, you also have a job. You also have an obligation. And at the end of the day, you're a fighter and your job is to fight. 
and I get that you're doing a little strike and you're like, hey, I'm not fighting people that don't make weight and that's fine, but you've got to be okay with what comes with that. Think about it this way. When union workers, when people go on strike, they're not getting paid while they're striking. That's the point. They're not doing something. They're sacrificing something to make their point. And that's all Wonder Boy's doing. As a fighter, of course, I want him to get paid. He put in a lot of time. He did a lot of work in his camp to get ready for this fight. But at the same time, you put in a lot of work. You, you, you put in a lot of time in your camp. You should want to fight. You should want to have that payoff at the end of everything. Um, it's a really gray area. And then Dana said that he would take care of the training expenses and whatnot, but that he just wasn't paying him a show money, that he turned down the fight, and he turned down the fight two weeks later. At the end of the day, it's a business, guys. It's a business. We're stuck in this world of everybody wanting everybody to give them handouts and take care of things. And I'm not saying Wonder Boy wants a handout, but I am saying it is pretty sad to want $250,000 for not. I would fight a guy for $250,000 plus 20% of his purse if he was three pounds over. I would 100% do that. So, um, you know, it's... So it's a crazy world. A lot of MMA news. Uh, the Jake Paul thing, you know, people, uh, he came out and he said that, you know, without boxing, he would probably be in jail or dead. And everybody's shitting on him because he, you know, came from Disney. And uh, I'm not, I'm not a Jake Paul fan. Like, I don't necessarily like the guy. But you got to respect what he's done and you got to respect what he's doing and you got to respect how far he's come. And also, you can't just brush away the fact that people are people regardless of where they come from or how much money they have or how famous they are. They're still people at the end of the day. And none of us know exactly what he went through. N none of us know exactly what happened to him. Do you know how many child stars do end up in prison or overdosed on drugs or something crazy like that? A lot. An overwhelming amount of child stars don't have great lives at the end. And boxing saves people. It, it keeps you from hanging out with the wrong crowd. It takes up so much of your time. It also <clears throat> takes up so much of your mental, you know, your mental ability. You just got, there's so much going on. Um, So I stand with him on that. You know, I do think boxing probably saved his life. It saved mine. You know, who knows how much I would weigh. I could be 260 pounds right now because I didn't find something that helped me. It, it's a multi-layered a multi-layered thing, you know, combat sports. It helps you find oh, so many things. And, you know, you can't go in one hand and be like, oh, Wonder Boy needs to get paid because he decided not to fight for oh, three pounds. Oh, well, Jake Paul, there's no way he could be depressed and there's no way boxing saved his life because he was a Disney star. Like, Disney stars don't get molested. 
I'm, I'm just calling it like it is. Like kids in the industry aren't abused, aren't exposed to things that are way, way above their age level, way above their maturity level and early age. Like, you know, Drew Barrymore comes to mind. Aaron Carter comes to mind. Macaulay Culkin comes to mind. Um, River Phoenix comes to mind. Like these people that are, some of them lived, some of them didn't. All of them had problems with drugs. All of them had problems because they were child actors. So many more. But those are just the ones that come off the top of my head. You know, at the end of the day, winning is great and losing sucks. But the respect you have to have for anybody willing to get in there and anybody willing to put in the work and anybody willing to sacrifice themselves and their body and their time and their time with their families to really hone their craft Man, more power to them. And I'm doing all that shit, and I still have a full-time job. I'm doing all that shit, and I'm still getting paid peanuts. So why would I be mad at a dude that's doing the same thing? He's putting in just as much work as I put in. He maybe is not long on, as long on the tooth. He hasn't been doing it for 11 years. But, I mean, that's kind of like the whole point. You don't want to wait 11 years before you start making money doing this, right? He's been doing it three or four years, five years now. Like, now he's making millions of dollars. That's the goal. It's capitalism. It's America. That's the goal. It's the point. So, <clears throat> it's going to be an exciting night of fights. Uh, tonight, Vicente Luque is fighting. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can pull up who he's fighting. Oh, yeah, Rafael de Sanos, one of the longest tenured uh, fighters. He was fighting before Vicente Luque even got his first MMA. It's pretty crazy. Um, honestly, I think de Santos or de Santos, de Sanos is going to get that one. He's he's um, one of those guys that uh, former world champ. But, you know, if if de Sanos uh, comes in, the de Sanos that puts the pressure on and that really, um, you know, pushes the pace, whether it be with his wrestling or with his striking, he'll definitely get it done. Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawu. He, I think Cub gets it. Uh, Khalil Roundtree versus Chris Dacus. Um, I'm going for Khalil. Um, he, he, you know, he's a, he's a goon. I love him. Um, Josh Frims fighting Jamie Pickett. Josh Friend just decisioned um, our local Pensacola guy in his UFC debut, uh, in SD's debut, but and SD was able to make a quick comeback. So let's see if uh, Josh Friend can capitalize on any momentum he might or might not have gained from beating SD. So um, it'll be interesting. You know, you you kind of hope uh, you kind of hope that he wins, 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 and never loses again, right? Because that makes SD's stock go up. Um. Anyways, guys, I'm going to cut it here. As you can tell, I lost my voice um, at, you know, at the fights, uh, yelling at Carlos. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to everybody that made this possible for Carlos, for me. Uh, thank you, everybody that came out and supported Team Remedy, Cam Bennett, John Gunther, um, Jose, Tig, uh, 
you know, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Iowa Fights crew for helping us and everything that they do. Um, thank you to all my sponsors, Larry Downs Jr. Plumbing, Robin Hughes Massage Therapy, Bayside Body Arts, The Burger Box. You guys are loved. We love you so much and uh, appreciate everything you do for us in the podcast. Um, shout out to Some People Suck. Hilton, he came out and he did his thing and he helped me with the ring, taking it up or setting it up and taking it down. Um, no easy task. And he, he always is down to come help me. And so is Cody. So I appreciate those guys a lot. <clears throat> Thank you guys so much. In the neutral corner with RJ Summerlin. Godspeed.